0: So um, we're just continuing in our series, uh, This Is Us. The, the whole theme of the series is, is to remind uh, each of us what our role happens to be because it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for your family. It doesn't work for your neighborhood. It doesn't work for your job. It doesn't work for your community for you to just be a passive church member. That doesn't work. Uh, because after a while, not only will it not be meaningful to anybody around you, it won't be meaningful to you. Because it, it there's no point. Uh, after a while, you might just get up and say, why am I going here? On the other hand, if there's more to it than just being here, if there's more to it, uh, to following Jesus, to to having a relationship with him so much so that your life is not only changed, but the people around you not only begin to notice, but they begin to ask, why are you doing this? Why are you content? Why? When the world seems to just want to go ever downward, you have joy. This is us. This is What we're reminding you of, and and it needs, there needs to be a reminder from time to time, because we we leak, frankly. We have difficulty. Uh, There are things that we say we're going to do that we forget. And there are things that we say that we want to do that we lose motivation for. And so uh, we're reminding ourselves of who we are and why we exist. And uh, we, we open these things all up to, because when we say we want people to find and follow Jesus, you do understand that we are the primary purpose through which that's going to, that's going to come to pass. It's not a building. It's not a a poster. It's us. It's the relationship that we have with God and then therefore the relationship that we have with others. That's what this is really all about. We're reminding ourselves of how we've changed individually and having changed then how we can impact others to do the same thing. We believe that the world still needs to hear the good news that Jesus is alive and he can make a difference in your life. Uh, That's that's the whole point for all of this. Um, We're different now. And the reason that we're different because is because of what God has done in us and through us. And so when we say that we're different there ought to be something that is significantly measurable. That's the challenge that Paul brought out to the church in Rome years ago when he wrote to them. We, we talked about this verse last week. I want to bring it up again. Romans chapter 12, the second verse says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, when you read that second phrase that uh, the, the, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, I recognize that that might seem to many as some generic lofty goal, but we're giving it some measurable concrete things that can be done so that you can understand not only that you are transforming, but you're being transformed because I'm different than I was last week. I'm different than I was last year. And because of what God's doing in me and through me, I'm going to be different next week and I'm going to be different next year. That's that's what this looks like and that is measurable to other people we said that this trans and so the, how does that measurableness work out we talked about it last week we said that transformation the that way that other people can see that you're different and that uh, 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 there are things actual things that you're doing and saying that are different about you it takes place on purpose number one I'm choosing to be it places i'm choosing to be with people i'm choosing to no longer do some things that I was uh, a party to, and I'm going to be different in in other things. Uh, There's an intentionality to our lives. We are concentrating on, on being different. And sometimes that can be a challenge, especially in the beginning, because we might say to some people, I'm sorry, I just can't do that anymore. I'm not going to act like this. I'm not going to live like this. Uh, And and if that means that you don't want to hang around, that's great. I'm, I'm willing to still have a relationship with you, but I've got to be better. I've got to do better. I've got to live, uh, a life that is, is that honors God and and, and and brings me health frankly all right so i 'm going to do that on purpose a transformation number one takes place on purpose, and number two takes place uh, over time. You heard me say this a bunch of times and I'm going to keep on saying it because I want, I want it to be an encouragement to you. I'm going to show you in just a little bit <clears throat> what that encouragement really looks like. But when I say if you walk into the woods 10 miles, you got to walk out 10 miles. It takes time sometimes to get better. It takes time to grow and you need to give yourself some some time and give yourself some credit to be able to make those changes and, and, and see the difference. Cause sometimes you can't get to level five without going through one, two, three, and four. It just, it, that's just the way that it works. Okay. So give yourself some time and allow God to work in you, allow him to, to teach you and to challenge you and to shape you. And that takes time time it takes some contemplation it's not just I'm no longer going to do this intentionally it's now I know why I'm no longer just not going to do these things but now I am going to do these things you see little by little we grow like that so transformation takes place on purpose over time and lastly in community Um, sometimes people misunderstand the realm of the spirit as if it's some kind of uh, ethereal, mystical, unconnectable realm that people necessarily uh, can't really define or don't really work with. And, 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 and folks, frankly, that's just not true. There are a lot of spiritual, there are a lot, there are uh, a whole bunch of mentions in scripture of spiritual activity, but do you know when most of it happens? Do you know where most of it happens? In the normal every day. Uh, and one of the ways that that happens most consistently is when we interact with one another, there are people that, you know, that, uh, have been following the Lord for a long time. And, and many times you look up to them because they've got some experience and you are becoming those people too. And so we share with one another way and we don't just share, uh, things that are good. We also share the, uh, the honestly, sometimes share the things that we've really messed up on. And we do so uh, not to talk about the glory of of messing up, but we say, listen, I don't want you to go through what I went through. And so, you know, God, uh, God helped me to understand a couple different things. And even though I understood them, I didn't live it out. And as a result, this and this and this happened. And I don't want this and this and this to happen to you. All right. So uh, transformation takes place on purpose over time and in community. All right. So last week we, we focused really on the on purpose part. I just want to uh, remind you a little bit of what uh, happens on purpose. Um, that change that takes place, that intentional change uh, that takes place when we decide I, I, I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to be like this, but I don't know how to get there. So I'm going to, I'm going to make some changes in my life. First of all, we said we want to worship on purpose. Our Calendars, our schedules are crazy. Very few of us have any margin of time in that. So what we do is we say, you know what, Sunday uh, there are lots of things that I'm going, and, and there are times that I don't even think about God all, all, all week long. And I know that's not healthy. I know it's good, not good, but I'm working on it. But Sunday, I'm going to set that time as much as I possibly can. And whether it's being here physically or or, or watching the service online, as, as many do, uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to set that time aside. I, I know that I need to be with God and God wants to be with me. I'm going to set that time aside. I am going to intentionally worship him. All right. Uh, I'm, I, I want to attend a group on purpose. Um, last, uh, when we talked about worshiping on purpose, we talked about that, that was the focus and the focus on Sunday morning is a little bit different than the focus that one might have in a group. Sunday morning is kind of passive, even though you're singing and you're concentrating, you're not conversing, you're not interacting with other people. And that does happen in, in groups. Um, Sunday morning is a time to maybe listen and reflect and learn uh, uh, throughout the week, if you go to a group, that's a time where you not just, you don't just simply reflect you, you interact and you're sitting down in, in a living room and you're, you're saying, Hey, uh, this week was great. Or this week was horrible. I, you know, I learned this this week, and I, and I wish I, I, I wish I knew somebody that had gone through this. And then somebody says, well, I did. And, and, and you begin to uh, gain from that experience. And, and there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's strength in that. There's encouragement in that. You logarithmically add to your knowledge with the relationships that you have when you meet with other people in a group because of that interactivity. So I worship on purpose. I focus on God. I attend a group on purpose. Uh, I want to be with other people who follow Jesus. And I also serve on purpose. Um, we said that uh, serving on purpose was uh, when... W- there's a need. It's just a simple need. You're, you're paying attention and uh, I, I, somebody needs help carrying the coffee out. Somebody needs make, help making the coffee. We need help with guys uh, doing the parking lot and on the, on the changeover or whatever that happens to be. And it's not just on Sunday. It's uh, I, I, my neighbor needs help shoveling. Not anymore. We hope, um, but my neighbor needs help. Okay. So the the snow's done, but we got, you know, my, my neighbor down, the two doors down is, is elderly. And we got uh, some sticks to pick up and I'm picking up the, the stuff in my yard. I'm going to go help my neighbor. Uh, anything just was <clears throat> seeing a need and acting on it. That's serving on purpose, worship on purpose, attend a group on purpose, serve on purpose, and then give on purpose. There is an intentionality to that as well. That says, God, I, I I'm able to see what you've done in my life. I'm able to see the change that you're making and just the joy that's come from knowing you. And so now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give on purpose God and I'm doing it here. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done for me here. That's all there is to that. And then lastly, uh, worship, attend, serve, give. And the lastly is invite on purpose. And I ask you to just focus on one person. Easter is a a month away. And to just focus on one, uh, maybe you're not sure who you ought to think of. Maybe you need to ask God, just say, God, who, 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 who would come to church with me on Easter? Um, Because that, because that's, that's where it starts. Someone asked you, Uh, or or maybe if you grew up in there, uh, it it was your parents who said, this is, uh, we honor God. And so you, you come with us. And if you didn't grow up like that, someone did ask you to come with you to church and and begin to introduce you to Jesus, who has the power to to completely and totally change your life in a a healthy and wonderful and eternal way. That's what it means. Uh, We said it means that uh, we're going to transform our lives on purpose. But the perspective doesn't stop. It just can't. It can't stop there. Because if it does, what we will have simply and only accomplished is that we become really good church people. And that's it. I come to church and I just worship on purpose, but I don't have enough margin in my life to give God any more time for that. I don't want to give any more than I really feel compelled to be thankful. If I'm reminded about it, I only want to serve if I notice things and so on. We get tired of people like that and people get tired of us when we're like that. That's why it can't end there. It's not about church. It's about Jesus period and that perspective changes it all if it only stops it's like my mom and dad used to say to me when I was uh, young good intentions will get you nowhere right if it only stops there then after a while Sunday is going to become boring And after uh, you've had enough of boredom on Sunday, church will be irrelevant because you'll find something else to do. Okay. So transformation doesn't just happen on purpose. It also happens over time. Okay. Um, uh, When, I was thinking about this. There's there's such a great, there's a great verse that I want to share with you. And it, this verse is so good that I'm not even going to charge you for it. It's just that good. Um, Paul didn't just write the letter to the church at Rome. He also wrote a letter to the church and you can go ahead and put it up. It's okay. He he wrote a letter to the church uh, at the ancient in the ancient city of Corinth in the first century. He actually wrote them two letters. He had to write the first letter because the church was messed up. They made horrible decisions. And as a result of their horrible decisions, they had a despicable reputation. Okay. Just goes to show you that our century isn't the only century that had problems like that. Okay. Uh, And so as a result, he writes a letter to them. The first letter was basically, you could just uh, wrap it up as a, as a, a verbal spanking. All right. And, and he lets them have it. And you can summarize it in two sentences. Sentence number one, what in the world are you doing? Sentence number two, that's not what I taught you about Jesus. As a result of that verbal spanking, they repented. They repented the church just turned around and realized that what they were doing was not right. It was not good. Not only was it not healthy, but it didn't honor God in any way, shape or form. In fact, it mocked him and therefore the community mocked God. And, and Paul said, you're, you're just not going to do that. And so they turn around, they, they make a, a wonderful change. Paul hears about that change. He writes a second letter that basically says, I am so proud of you you've done some really really good things and here's here's why this verse is so good to I'm gonna break it down all right to, uh, i'm not going to do that not gonna, no more rapping no more rapping people no, no more people rapping or unwrapping or rapping no just no um, look what he says he says then all of us then reflect the glory of the lord and that same glory who is the spirit This everyday activity, this normal everyday activity of the spirit of God transforms us into his likeness in an ever greater degree of glory. Now, for those of you who are familiar with this, this section of scripture, you might have memorized this verse that's in a different version that says transforms us from glory to glory. Okay. Now, uh, what does that mean? How how is this? I'm going to give it to you really, really simple. God gives you and I who have acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. He gives us the credit that Jesus has already uh, of the things that Jesus has already done. And then gives us the credit of the things that Jesus is going to do in our lives. And sometimes we grow. our, Our learning curve is almost vertical. And sometimes we're just crawling. We're having a hard time. We don't understand why things are are, are are the way that they are and we don't get it. And God, what are you doing? And I thought you'd never leave me, and and, and all those kinds of things. And and, and and a few months later, we're like, God, now I understand. Now I get it. I'm growing. I, I understand why you allow some things and don't allow other things. And and this makes sense to me. I'm I'm going from glory to glory. God looks at us as if we're Jesus already completed and then God looks at us as us as as if we're growing in Christ and he gives us the credit for both now I don't know about you but for me that is so good all the junk that we left behind God left behind long before we did and all the things that we hope to accomplish God gives us credit already. And so now it's no longer things that we have to do in order for God to like us. We find out that God doesn't just like us. He loves us. And now we don't have to do things. We get to do them. And little by little, bit by bit, day by day, week by week, year by year, we grow over time. So let's take those same five categories and and give some uh, uh, measurability to how we uh, transform not just on purpose, but also over time. First of all, worship over time. What does worship uh, over time, how does that measure differently from worshiping on purpose? Well, we said last week that worshiping on purpose was focusing on God But we've decided and and learned over time that Sunday morning is just not enough anymore. And this isn't about an attendance uh, checklist that we're going through. This is about the way that we're growing as individuals and how intellectually and spiritually Sunday morning just doesn't cut it anymore. So I'm not just praying for 34 seconds on Sunday morning. I'm praying on Monday afternoon and Tuesday night and Wednesday at lunch and, and, and and more and more and more because I realize that I need God that much more. And, and, and I don't just, uh, I don't just have an attendance requirement uh, with him anymore. I have a relationship that I'm participating with him. It's different. It's more than that. I'm not just focusing with God anymore, focusing on God anymore. I'm walking with him. I now walk with God. That's the difference. Over time, I just begin to grow more and more. I'm reading and I'm paying attention and, and, and I'm seeing the things that matter and I'm paying attention to uh, ignoring the things that don't. And so over time, my relationship with him grows because I just don't want to be that Sunday morning churchgoer. I want to be more than that. It's actually a whole lot more fun this way. And much more uh, fulfilling. So worship over time. Uh, uh, worship on purpose was focus on God. Worship over time is walk with God. That's the worship part. Okay. And the next part is um, uh, attending a group on purpose. Attending, uh, uh, attending on purpose. That's, that's, where, that's where the difference is really, really made. Uh, Lizzie, we're going to move to the next one. Um, the very next one. Thanks. Uh, we're, we're connecting with a group. Before it was just attending because we said, I need to spend time with people who spend time with God. I, I, I need to go with them. But now the relationships have grown. Uh, maybe I'm a new parent and I, I just need to be around other believers who are also new parents and I find out that when I walk into that meeting, I'm not just meeting new parents, I'm meeting people who are now empty nesters and they can give me some wisdom about what that looks like and how we get to that end or or maybe there's someone who uh, it, it just got a job and, and I just lost mine and and, and I'm, I'm burdened and I'm frustrated and I don't understand and, and that person can walk with me and, or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe uh, I've, been, I've been unemployed for a little while and, and uh, I just got a job and now I, I'm bumping into somebody, at group who just got notified. Maybe uh, maybe my marriage is just healing or I'm healing after a divorce and somebody else walks in and uh, is just going through that right now. And, and how do you do that? And how do you live with that? And what do we work in? <clears throat> those relationships make a difference. Because I don't, because lots of times we all, we think that, uh, uh, walking with Jesus is about everything smelling good and roses and, and wonderful. And we don't think that walking with Jesus has anything to do with, with difficulty and hardships when in fact it really, really does. And I can actually move from glory to glory in a mess and the only way I can see Going, uh, understanding what going from glory to glory in a mess looks like is when I sit down across from my friend who's been through it and can say, I know every once in a while it doesn't seem like God's there, but he's there. I didn't think so either, but I know now. And that's what happens when you connect with a group because there are relationships that are involved and you grow little by little, uh, bit by bit, day by day. Worshiping on purpose, I'm sorry, worshiping over time uh, is uh, walking with God. Connecting uh, uh, with a group over time means that you are no longer just growing, period. You're growing deep. You're not just memorizing the verses. You're finding out that those verses have real applicational value to my life and that the wisdom of God that was written centuries ago is as real right now for me today as it was when the first person wrote it. That's the significance there. Okay. Walk, uh, worshiping over time is walking with God. Connecting with a group over time is growing deep. Next is serving over time. Remember we said that uh, last week that uh, serving on purpose was finding a need and then just doing it. All right. but after a while, you realize maybe <clears throat> it's not that doing the task becomes uh, is not valuable anymore. But you're recognizing that as you grow, as you as you're connecting with people, someone says, "You know, I see you doing this. You, I, I've watched you. You're growing in ways, and I've noticed that you have uh, these particular talents, these particular abilities, these particular resources. And so, serving over time." become specific to you in the way that you are gifted. That's the difference. So now you're serving where you're gifted, where you're gifted with talent and ability. You didn't see that before because you weren't focusing, but now you're recognizing that God just very well may have put you in such a, uh, in this place. And at this time to do that, that's the point. So that's, that's serving over time and, and, and having that ability to recognize that is huge because every once in a while we wonder, we, we, we look at God and we say, God, what am I here for? What's my, what's my purpose? Uh, Moms who just pay attention to, to elementary school age kids who are just yelling and screaming and after a while you just, is that all my job is, is to make macaroni and cheese and Clean? You know, <clears throat> and and they get tired. It's, and, and dads are thinking, is that my job is to just work day in and day out? And and, and th- is that all there is to that? Is there more to this life? Yes. Having made those decisions on purpose, you now begin to look at those decisions over time. And you see, wait a minute. God, you've put me here for this. And I can help here. And I have these resources and I have these abilities. And so I serve where I'm gifted and that's the difference to do it over time. And it doesn't mean, excuse me. It doesn't mean that you just do that thing only Uh, for a couple of years. You may focus on one thing and then having grown, God says, you've been really, really faithful with this, but now I want to move you to this over here. All right. That, that happens all the time, all the time. And sometimes it's not just a, a task. It might be to a different place. Okay, Um, worshiping over time is walking with God. Uh, Connecting with a group over time is growing deeper in those relationships, both with God and with each other. Serving over time is now beginning to grow to the point where you recognize some gifts and abilities that God's given you that you can use uh, for him. And the next is giving over time. And this is about giving consistently because of the attitude that you have and the things that you've seen. And rather than me talk a little bit about this, I want you to watch this video.
1: At one point I was, I was in church. I was early in my sobriety um, and I, I was living at home with my parents at the time, and I really had no money. And I remember walking in a church and feeling so uplifted by being in that service that when the plate came around for giving, I just put my hand in my pocket and said, I, I really trust that God will take care of me. And whatever was in my pocket that day, I just put into the to the basket. And I really believe that God takes care of me and I want to give back to those people that other people that need
2: it. Giving's important to me because I know that God has blessed me with everything in my life from my amazing family to my church family to work to my health. Everything that I have is because of Jesus.
1: There's something about giving back to God that reminds you that He actually is the reason you have anything to begin with.
0: Giving at Crosspoint allows the church to help more people find and follow Jesus. Without donations, we wouldn't have the amazing programming we have for our children or the exceptional staff that we employ.
1: Being a part of Christian Church has made me feel loved by God and removed the guilt and shame that I used to carry with me and I feel like I
2: need to give back. You know, we moved into a neighborhood that had uh, people go in a small group that invited us um, that we get to know Jesus more. And then we get to come to, you know, Crosspoint and get to talk to others and learn more about him, bring my family here, bring my daughter gets to come here. And it's just, you know, for the people that don't know Jesus, like, if this is a way that I can do that, like, I'd be crazy not to. Like, why wouldn't I want others to know how great God has been in our lives and how great he can be in theirs?
1: So there's been so many people that have helped me in my life when i've been down or needed it the most my family has come through people that i've uh, just acquaintances whether it's giving furniture to me or giving money to me or giving me a gift certificate for a night out something like that there's so many people who have contributed to my life
0: i want crosspoint to be around for generations so my children can also be blessed by this church our family has experienced
1: god's generosity through others it's awe-inspiring, it's humbling and it's contagious. Because of what God has done through others for us, I can't help but have that desire to do for more people. It's a scary thing to step out in faith and trust God, but I can tell you from experience, it's indescribably worth it.
2: It's one part of something that I can do to help others find and follow Jesus. and um, you know I just I, I want to be a part of an amazing amazing movement for more and more people to want to come to Jesus and learn about how wonderful He is.
1: Just try it. You won't regret it.
0: Now, the people you saw in that video did not wake up one morning and say, I'm going to do this. It happened over time. The things that they were able to express to you were not sudden revelations that took place in 15 minutes. They were things that we all grow in. And, and, and the perspective of giving consistently is not about a bill that we pay. It's just growing in that gratitude and saying, God, there is just every time I give you give more every single time I give God, you give more. And, and, and it makes a huge difference in the strength of your faith to trust him to take care of you. It really does make a big difference. So over time, Uh, We worship, we, we don't just focus on God for an hour a week. We walk with God every day of the week. We uh, don't just uh, go to a group because I just want to hang out with people who also want to do the same things that I do. I go to a group because I'm learning and I'm growing and they're learning and they're growing from me. And now we have a relationship together. And that relationship first and foremost starts with God and then grows to one another. And, and because of that, I've grown to understand that God has made me to have certain abilities and strengths, and I can use those ability, abilities, those strengths, those resources to make a difference in other people's lives, not just for this moment, but quite possibly for years to come. And it really does uh, have an impact. And so uh, it's not just the worshiping or the groups or the serving or the giving. Lastly, it's also inviting over time. And I said last week that I wanted you to focus on one, but let's say that God gives you an opportunity to say, Hey, would you to someone, uh, your neighbor, uh, somebody in your family, um, somebody that you work with. And it, I, I know at times we always think it's going to be this really awkward moment, but it turns out to actually be really a, a, an easy thing. And God, he does. He makes it really, really easy. It's your friend who comes up and says, <clears throat> you you go to church, right? Yeah, I do. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's no, it's you go to church, right? Uh, yeah. Can I come? Um, okay. Lots of times he'll make it that simple, but it just doesn't end there. Because most of the time, People don't ask if they can go with you or ask if you go without wanting to know, you ready? Why you do. They might be afraid to open up about a particular challenge that they're having or, or, or a worry or a burden. And that's where I'm going to encourage you not just to simply focus on one, but to think about sharing your story. God just doesn't develop talents and abilities and resources in your life. He develops you so that you can share what he's done in your life with somebody else. That's how this works. For some of you, you, maybe you didn't grow up in the church and somebody invited you. And and, and the reason why they invited you is, is because they recognized a need that they also had because it was your story resembled their story. Or maybe you ask somebody else and the reason why you ask that other person is you recognize some similarities between your story and their story. That's the connection there. That's the difference that is made uh, over time. So as I'm asking you to focus on one, here's something else I want you to think about and I want you to pray about. What is your story? Where did you come from? What has God done in your life? How did he get your attention? Was it an aha moment? Or was it just something gradual over time? What's the difference been since God's come into your life? What has following Jesus done for you? Because people can see the difference. And this is who we are. We are people who, with a lot of flaws and a lot of hiccups, but nonetheless, with as much faithfulness as we can muster, follow Jesus. There are lessons that we have to learn over again. There are things we wish we wouldn't have said and done. But the grace and the mercy of God covers all of it. And we're so grateful that we wouldn't have it any other way right now. This is who we are. Over time, lots of things happen. Over time, young people grow up, and then they get married, and then they have kids of their own who grow up and get married and have kids of their own. Over time, there are hearts that in the years of youth were energetic and lighthearted and joyful. But time adds burdens and worries and regrets. Over time, there are things that we thought we would never say and things that we thought we would never do that in fact we have said and we have done over time, health and beauty and memory and strength fade. But none of those things, not health, not beauty, not memory, not strength, not talent, not ability, not money, not fame, or the lack of any of those can separate us from the grace and the mercy and the power and the love of God. This is us. We have chosen on purpose to follow Jesus. And over time we are growing more and more like him. Now let me ask you a question. Have you chosen to follow him? Would you like to? Would you like to find out more about what that means? I'm going to be standing right out there and you can come talk to me. Or if you'd like to, you could send a, a quick email to the church. The, that connection stuff is right there on the card that's in front of you. you if, if you want to think about it for a little bit, you can. You can come talk to me. But God's patient. patient. Don't take too much time move while you've been moved, so to speak, or maybe you've made that decision and it's been really discouraging. It's been really, really burdensome. You've tried hard, but for every step forward you take, it's two steps back. And maybe uh, people have discouraged you or, or you've discouraged yourself. Well, you know what? This is a place where you can start over every single week. This is a place where you can begin again because God, through the power and the sacrifice of Jesus, gives you credit. He does. That's how this works. That's the way it's always supposed to be because this is who we are. People who have found and followed Jesus wanting other people to find and follow Jesus on purpose over time and in community. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for loving us, loving us when we are faithful and especially when we're not. Thank you for grace and mercy and patience and kindness Thank you for blessings. Thank you for watching over us and encouraging us. Thank you for helping us to grow, uh, helping us to to see the things that we missed before and to then understand what we couldn't before. Thank you for bringing people into our lives that help us. Thank you for uh, bringing new people into our lives to see Uh, who have been through the things like we've been through before and they've overcome and it gives us an encouragement to, to think that we can as well. God, you do all of this. Father, help us to not be discouraged. Help us most assuredly to not discourage each other but to lift one another up and in strength and in power that comes from you and then goes through us to be given to others. Help us to lift one another up and to be faithful and to be encouraging. Father, I I pray for people who need to follow you, who need to make those decisions. I pray that you'll help them to just make that jump. And for those that have followed you, God, I, I, I pray that you'll just encourage them to remind them of how you are always with us and you don't leave us. Help this week for them to see that and be reminded of that. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.